Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One laser bullet. One ace of spades. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional arts and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Sario for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Subs 246. That was, that's a, a lot of them. Mm-mm. I'll say it when we get to 250. You, you, you don't think that 246 is a lot? It's a lot, but I I don't I'm gonna say it make, at 250 make myself feel like cool because it's a round number and it's a good number. All, all you know all all numbers are good numbers. Don't number shame. Eh, some are not as good as others. I don't. I disagree. This is our number discussion. Next, you have to ep- call out. I have to call out every words that we say. Next episode is not about the number. Strictly on topic. Next yeah, we're. We're we're reading the comic guide to numerology. Oh God! <laughs> what was that fucking terrible Jim Carrey movie? Oh, the number I believe the number twenty three. I think is what it's called, or something along those lines. For some reason, I'm thinking of the John Cusack movie fourteen eighty eight, which was about a hotel room or something. It is. That's a Stephen King story. Yeah, I I do remember Stephen King being attached to it in some way. God Almighty! People are like, "Oh, you add two and three, and you get five. That's the devil." It's like, "Oh God, that is the devil." I mean, that is yeah. proven. That's science. No, it's, it's true. Hi, handsmites. How are you? Good. Two times three is six, and six is six sixty-six. Ah, we're not talking about numbers mostly in this podcast. I, 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 I do want to keep making fun of stupid shit, though. I mean that is our MO. I think that is on brand if anything. So I think you're we're not, allowed to- Yeah, you're 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 not wrong. I do like I don't particularly want to be known for that, but shit be pretty stupid. But we are discussing actual comic books in this comic book podcast. Uh later on we're doing The Entirety Murder Falcon by Daniel Warren Johnson in Nerbo Book Club. We talk about that. Talk about metal and metal avatar avatars of metal. Mm-hmm that it's all real it's all real and r- destroys demons i think it's gonna be a very this would be a very metal heavy episode probably it's an it's impossible it's, i mean the murder falcon discussion is gonna have a lot of metal in it it can't not we are we are reading thor that's true there's a lot of that is a very metal comic book as well i mean it's literally named after an amon amar song <laughs> <laughs> murder falcon is later before that though we have comic books that came out the past couple weeks to talk about it is time for our first segment it's time for floppy sport nightly floppy sport nightly is where eric and i will read a selection of the past couple of weeks books to tell you to buy or do not buy them depending on how we feel about a book it may go into a mush meter if we're feeling mushy about either of our decisions our first book of the week is spider-man number one 
Written by J.J. and Henry Abrams. Art Sarah Pacelli. With ink, ink assists by Elisabetta D'Amico. Colors Dave Stewart. Letters Joe Caramagna. You may know this J.J. Abrams fella. Mm-hmm. I've, I have... I have. I'm familiar with the gentleman. He is currently directing the third Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And he did. Uh, he did uh, Last Jedi as well, didn't he? Actually, he, didn't he no, do? He did the Force no. Awakens, didn't he? He did not do Force. He did not do either of the first two movies. No, no. I feel like he was attached somehow. I mean, I, he was doing Star Trek when the first when the Force Awakens came out, and then they moved him to three after the kind of tepid reaction to two. Ryan Johnson did too. Hmm. Well, people can't handle sad stories. I, I don't know. He is writing this. He and his son—that's who Henry Abrams is. It's his son are writing this Spider-Man story, and it is. I don't know if you saw when this was announced, Eric. Uh, which no. Was, okay. There was a little bit of an uproar about it because there was a countdown on all the Marvel social media. And it was very confusing, and then it came out to, hey, look, there's another Spider-Man comic, and J.J. Abrams is writing it with his son. I would imagine that the reception to J.J. Abrams writing a Spider-Man comic was not too good. I mean, among, I I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, I did not think it deserved all that attention. I guess, I know, you know, probably bring attention to it simply because it's J.J. Abrams, um, he they even say in the back of this book that it's not a this is not a like way for his son to get a foot in the door to write comic books this is an actual story that jj wanted to say with blah 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 whatever the other big thing about this book that just, as soon as it was released was like hey this is not in current continuity spider-man story uh it was kind of vague about what it would be and now it is like oh actually it's a Son of Spider-Man and Mary Jane book as Spider-Man, I guess. Um, which is, I think it's more interesting to me than him, them writing just a current, you know, continuity Spider-Man story. I think. (laughs) What do you think about this comic book, Eric? I'm kind of indifferent about it. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think like really if if we're taking okay, Spider-Man's retired, Mary Jane is dead, although maybe not. I don't know what that tease was at the end, whatever. She's fucking like Mr. Freezed by this fucking weird thing. Um like if we're taking kind of that as that's backstory we're accepting that we just saw this story it was the fucking spider-man animated movie uh it was very good <laughs> robbie thought it was average i did not i've never said on, that everyone else on earth was like this is a beautiful I, excellent movie and robbie's like yeah i said it was very good as, and eric as, everyone is so as, offended that i didn't say it was great how dare i <laughs> Because I said it was merely very good. Whatever, Edge Lord. Um, I'm sorry. I'm. Li- I have nuance in my opinion. <laughs> this is the same story with a redheaded white kid. <laughs> I. 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 I'm sure hey. it's fine. Like the stuff. Like 
with Peter. Peter has a hook know. hand. He he has a hook hand. Yeah, he, Peter's going to become Captain Hook. That's why he's flying off to to fight Robin Williams as Peter Pan. I, um, the, the art is very very good. It is it is very good. I I I I was going to say like I I think like there's a good emotional core to like the Peter and his son like the friction there, but. I'm also just kind of sick of stories about like dads not being so great. Like, I, I don't know. That's, I, I don't particularly need it right now. I, whatever. Um, I walk away from this kind of cold. It's not bad. It does get the tone of Spider-Man pretty okay, but it does that thing that everything else is done to be successful, which is telling the Spider-Man story with a young person. It's, it's what makes Spider-Man work. It's why Miss Marvel worked. It's why Miles Morales works. And it's why grown Peter kind of doesn't work anymore. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not uninterested in this, but like really what is this doing that is unique at all that we haven't seen a hundred times yeah i mean that's the that's the the question that comes back to me it's not as if this story is like necessarily good i think it's fine i don't think it's poorly written i think the dialogue works i think they do all the right things to set up you know the stakes of this story and the stakes of this the new this new kid spider-man i think that the villain is kind of meh uh, but it's mostly, I go, does this story need to exist? Like what's hap- what's being done in this that hasn't been done before other than it's written by JJ Abrams. Yeah. I think that that's the long and short of it is JJ Abrams is a big name, which is why they made a big fucking deal out of it. You know, his name carries a lot of clout in some circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just basically turns around and makes whatever kind of story he wants. And yeah, it's fine. But it's, I don't know, for those of us that that read comics, you know, when it's not just like some, some fucking movie director, producer, when their name is on the cover, when we re- read comics because we like comics, this is just kind of forgettable i i would say if if there's a person out there who wants to read a new spider-man story i would hand them the new saladin ahmed miles morales book that's probably the of all the spider-man books right now i'm gonna say here read this this is the most spider-man book if you know if they really want a spider-man story here you know and then if not that i'd say here go read miss marvel from the beginning uh i I hesitate to say do not buy it because the art is really Sarah Pacelli is so good. I'm gonna go, I, and I I don't know I I do think it's it's not ne- necessarily like a bad thing if it gets someone somewhere to go to a comic book store and buy a mm-hmm. comic book. I I'm a like the mushiest. I'm a buy Mushmere five. I think that's a relatively fair assessment, and it it's it's not. It's not for lack of content. It's just for lack of flavor. This is, this is a, this is a, this is a mayonnaise and Wonder Bread sandwich, really. 
That's a double by Spider-Man number one, Mushmira five. Yeah. Our next book is King Thor number one, written by Jason Aaron, art by Isad Ribic, colors Ives Sorcina, letters Joe Sabino. This is the swan song of Jason Aaron and Thor. With Isad Ribic back on art. Started it all. I would be really surprised if Jason, I mean, is he just going to leave comics when he finishes this? I'm No, he'll move on to some other. I'm sure Marvel's like, okay, go revitalize another character. You got seven years to write another character or whatever. I kind of feel like, I don't know that he would be, I mean, what are you going to give him? Who's he going to revitalize? Thor was the perfect fit for him. I'm sure that. He could do whatever he wants for a while. I just don't think that every character is going to have the vigor of Thor or, you know, Conan is like about 75% of of the greatness of this. I I honestly don't know. I'm sure that we'll find out after. He He can also write murder football. So super pro. I would. That's that's the next I would, property. I would one hundred percent read a Jason Aaron Super Pro book. Sadly, so would I. I would be. I would pre-order that just to mm-hmm. tell people. Yes, you should. I I want to read whatever the hell Jason Aaron would make a Super Pro comic book be. Um, I love Isad Ribic. I love Jason Aaron. King Thor is great. This, this is, book is awesome. This book is great. It is a culmination of a lot of all this, all the insanity that has happened over years of story. Uh, Shit, we started this podcast. Reading this with, book. with Was it God Butcher or was it God yep. Bomb? I can't remember God, which God one. God Butcher was the, we read the entirety of God Butcher. That was our, we started with, that was one of our first episodes started with reading uh, Thor God of Thunder. And then we were just like, and I was just like, let's just read all of them because I'm doing it anyway. And so we read. I mean, there's, uh, there's, I, I still don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it does get redundant. But it does. We also, I don't know, we were, we babs. We we were we were still learning our the ways. Um, this it, it is it is wrapping up a lot of the the ideas and themes that have been t- present for all this time for all these different stories. Um about the nature of entropy and you know war and conflict and brotherhood and god knows what else and it's badass looking and it's uh necro swords and yeah I'm, all black the necro sword all, all all black i'm I, I mean i think most people already know where they're at this but i i am excited to see the end of the story i want to know how jason aaron is ending this you know and, and i think this is the this is a very neat way to end his his story is very much like no it's at the end of time when king thor is trying to revitalize middle earth middle earth middle world midworld earth etc words i'm tr- i'm trying um just just make like metal riff thor like noises ex- with your mouth all i have to say people is will know how you feel thor in your heart throws mjolnir through a sun and then ignites yeah. a planet of napalm mm-hmm. in this comic book that is that is indeed a thing that happens it's very very cool i'm a buy <laughs> this this book is fucking awesome so absolutely i agree with you that's a double buy king thor number one 
Our next book has a credits page. I'm positive. It is Lex Luthor, You're the Villain, number one, written by Jason Latour, pencils by Brian Hitch, inks by Hitch and Andrew Curry, colors by Tomu Mori, letters by Tom Napolitano. I saw Jason Latour writing Lex Luthor come up on my feed. It's a strange, it's anomalous thing, isn't it? And I was like, well, we should read this and see what it is. So maybe he, he understands the pain of that bald man. I mean, there is a literal panel of him talking to his little self. Yeah. I'm like, hey, sorry, they, they, man. No, they, they, they make some hair jokes in this. They it, really do. Yeah, there's more than one. Um, a, a tour, a tour of all the Luthers. It's a Luther tour, basically, mm-hmm. is the story of this book. We've mostly not been reading all the Year of the Villain stuff. I know we were talking shit about it good long time ago i well it's just i just am tired i don't i don't need more the batman who laughs mm-hmm. treat treatment to meant to other characters i assume it's very successful for dc they're probably quite happy with everything here um what do you think eric i like this it is like kind of all-inclusive i would say but it does look like it's backstory for other shit mm-hmm. but like i don't know like i don't really walk away with it um feeling a whole lot different about one thing or another it's not like like jason latour's silver surfer story was pretty incredible and i think that this is this is approaching being that good but like maybe it's just because i'm closer to marvel stuff i I, I I recognize the goodness that's in this, but I don't really walk away caring or thinking this is indispensable or even a thing that I can really recommend to a lot of people. It's largely, I mean, I would, I'd say even better than fine. Like I like, I like what it says and I like what it does, but I don't know when I put it down, I immediately stop caring about it. And I don't see any re- reason to pick it back up or to 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 care about it ever again. Yeah, I I think ultimately it's well written. I'm not a hugest fan of Hitch. Um, Hitch is Hitch is fine. I I he's he's like he's become the the background noise of of comic books you know he's like the he's he used to be like the greatest guy ever and now like i feel like he's dead center i can't get excited for brian hitch ever it just seems fine yeah i mean it's not bad and i don't think anything is bad in this comic book but i think ultimately i look at it and go well you know you have this book to try and lure people into reading more of this year of the villain stuff and Mm-hmm. This has not gotten me hooked into any of the ongoing storylines. I don't really care, and it's it would take a lot to make me yes. get invested in that. I am it's all I see is I look at the DC event space, and it's a lot of stuff I'm not really interested in. It is it is it is grim dark Batman. It is mm-hmm. it is Brian Michael Bendis with Leviathan spy stuff that I don't understand. And I'm and like I'm mostly curious about how Tom King's going to end his Batman run, 
and and I the rumor is Tinian is going to get the main Batman title, and I'm curious about what that's going to be. That's actually an interesting rumor. Um, I don't that's been announced yet, but that's what everyone's saying. Also, the the the, Ellis, the Warren Ellis Batman miniseries. Also, I'm curious about that. And there's you know there are various things over happening in DC that I'm curious about. There's not you know they're not you know I I I I will be buying that uh, Jimmy Olsen book when it's collected. Yeah, it's a very good. I I loved issue one. Yeah, I I we will probably read it for the podcast, but when it's collected, but I don't I'm not way gonna, into that. Yeah, um, but this is this is if I think if you like Lex Luthor, obviously, yeah, go get it. You'll like this if you're a the tour completionist. Obviously, get this. That I think for an a, like an average person, I would say no. You don't you don't need it. Um, so I guess that's a do not buy. I don't it's know. It's tough for me to say because I do like this. Like basically, I walked away from reading the books for this week thinking that Spider Man is the weakest one. I still think that this is good. Um, you know, if you're hard up for a comic to buy this week, this is a good one. You know, it's a pretty good example of what Latour can do. But like, you know. I think there's other stuff to spend your money on. This is th- this for me. I think doesn't quite fall into do not buy territory. Okay, I'm more like I could go right there at five. Honestly, I think that's relatively fair for this, just based on you know how it, it feels like it's trying to tie me into other event stuff, and I'm like, okay, then now I I don't need that. Um, but there there is enough good going on here that put me on that side of the fence, but like just barely. Okay. So that's a split decision on Lex Luthor. You're the villain. Number one. Uh, next up is our, our, our dual review of powers of X number four, which is by Hickman, RB Silva, Marte Gracia, Clayton Cowles and house of X number five. Which is Hickman, Laraz, Gracia, Clayton Cowles, and uh, both designed by Tom Mueller. So, more House of House of X Five is is one of the red highlighted issues, mm-hmm. and we are are one of our theories turned out correct, Eric. That is, uh, I mean, looking back, it seems pretty obvious. Yeah, well, I mean that's but the, they're but they're hatching the, they're they're hatching gold balls. That's the real swerve. Uh, yeah, the gold balls is now one of the five gold balls is an omega a le- mega level mutant now. He is he is uh he is uh creating life basically yeah. along with four other mutants. Uh, I I feel I don't know. There's there's his, his mutant powers that he's a mom. Exactly. He's like a little, he's like, he makes little eggs, little, yeah. little, little guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, you know, empowered is, is again, like looking back and looking forward stuff, more weird time, like more about the phalanx, more about the discovery of Krakoa, more about what Mr. Sinister is and that partnership was and or is. We're, we're, I'm still not sure where this the the main timeline we're being shown is. If it is the current timeline, there's still some dispute about that. 
if this isn't the sixth timeline that we've still yet to see from Myra's life. Um, but we have Apocalypse and Professor X saving, mm-hmm. shaking hands. The, the, the superpowers. Yep. To collide. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Miss Elizabeth. That's true. I saw your jealous eyes. Um, I mean, it's true. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I am I again just peak peak <laughs> excitement. I you know I could read this all day long. I'm I'm excited for the last couple last three issues of this now. Um, I don't know. I want more, and I'm getting and like I this is one of those books where I go, yeah, I'm glad it's weekly. I will. I'm yes, please more, more, more. Um, but I am spoon it up. There's more. I again, I've read more rumors and more theories about what's happening and about why Professor X is just not taking Cerebro off. Um, about how often they've used those, you know, the eggs. About what they plan to do with the eggs. About if here's a question for you, Eric. This is an interesting question I saw floating around online. Mm-hmm. Do you consider? these x-men heroes that is a surprisingly interesting question um because i i think like immediately you start like trying to draw a tight circle on what do you even mean by hero because these x-men their whole life is about aggressively protecting their self-interest and that's not really kind of what you define a hero is about. So I, I, I don't know. I think it remains to be seen. Um, it is interesting in the, in the context of this for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that it is riding that fine line of, yeah, well, they're, 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 they're not, they're not terrorists necessarily. I mean, they attacked, was that in this timeline, or was that in, that wasn't this? That timeline. wasn't as far as we know. That's the other question. It's where, it's where the X Men died. At least, yes, is it appears that that was in this timeline, mm-hmm. and they were just revived via gold balls. Uh, the, the 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 tight uh, five X Men who are yeah the, the, who are God now <laughs> who can repeat, yes. bring people back to life. Uh, and I mean, they they had Sabretooth and Mystique and them go and get that that the MacGuffin, and then mm-hmm. Sabretooth killed a couple people. Then you know he was supposed to, but he did anyway because he's Sabretooth. Because of course he is. What do you expect? Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, I mean, he's had a rough life. Uh, that's the so that's not heroic. They killed people, but they got him off too, and he didn't. He didn't. He's not facing any any, any punishment for him. He's he's safe and sound in Krakoa. Um, I'm, I think that's an interesting place to put the X-Men. If that's, if that's going to be a status quo going forward is not necessarily heroes. Like they, well, they're, uh, it's a lot like, um, the Inhumans that way. This is, this is the sovereign nation of mutants. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think there is, and there is even like, there's a built in, you know, that you notice, uh, like in one of those data graphs, there's Wakanda did not accept, yeah, the and all the, the and cures. all the countries under 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 Wakanda were just like we don't need your shit, we're invincible. Which it, you know Hickman loves Wakanda, 
loves Black Panther, so that's, I'm interested to see what that how that spins in here. There's already there's a a a, a, law, a post House and House and Powers book that is an uh, of the X Men who are not joining the X stables of you know there's I believe it's X twenty three and the Young Cable and one other I forget is I forget who the third is but there's you know there's going to be a mutants who don't necessarily want to be a part of this and I think that's interesting and. I, I I think I don't know. I I feel like there's there's one more red highlighted issue. It's the last issue. And I don't know what that's going to be. I assume it's going to be revealing what that sixth timeline was and maybe revealing what Pro- Professor X actually is because I feel like there's some that I don't think that this any of this is going to be undone. I think all of this stuff we're seeing him reviving mutants and all that. I think that's this is I of course, watch this is me, the, the new normal. Yeah, watch me eat my words in like f- three weeks. But I feel like all God, this- that would be that, that. Honestly, that would be the worst. It it really has nothing has felt correct or important in ages, and this is this is a way forward I will accept. Yes, and I think that most of this will be. I think it's more about secrets along the way that they're learning to accept and maybe coloring the stories going forward but i i'm pretty sure that most of this stuff is set in stone at this point i don't it looking back reading from the first issues this is this one timeline has been presented fairly straightforward i think it's everything else that has been kind of clouded in mystery and i still think you know there is always the question of oh savior has not taken zero off at any time and there is an interesting theory going around, and it's alluded to in this one, in this book, in Powers. Um, or is it House? I forget. They, they blend together. Um, where it might be that Myra is in Xavier, that they are one. Or that it's only Myra in there, that she's in Xavier's body, and that's it. She's Myra X. And that was the... You know, they they talk, they allude to like they haven't tried to put a different person's uh, mind or 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 being into a different husk. Except, well, maybe they did when they first did it, and Myra's in there, which would be interesting. But we'll see. I I we're, I'm again bye. I don't know how hard I can say it. This is book gets me excited about comic books every week. Eric's also a bye. He's just. Very quiet. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm a, I'm a quiet buy. It's subtle. So that's a double buy on Powers and House of X. Um, that'll be it for floppies this week. Um, we'll have more next time. I promise. Don't worry. But we can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to for the past couple weeks. Whatever we feel like talking about: video games, movies, wrestling, etc. That's the that's the trifecta. Um, we both been playing Borderlands three. That's correct. I, I did think that we would be able to have a. What level are you? Oh, not very high. I think twelve or thirteen. Okay, I'm I'm barely higher. I'm fifteen, maybe going on sixteen. I've been playing mostly, oh. pretty much exclusively with Kim. So yeah, we've... and I have been playing by myself because everyone's an asshole. Just, if you want to play, we just ping me. Yeah, well, no one's ever online. If I'm the, don't take Discord as a 
I do not jump on Discord. You're also not on. You're also not online in the thing. The thing. So I never, oh, I, never know. I don't keep the game open. I when I'm done with the game, I close everything. It's all. It's all. It's all good. But I mean, it's a 55 gig game, so it takes a year to load the fucking shit. Use your SSD. Wink. It is. I only have an SSD in this machine. <laughs> it still takes a long time. I've heard some complaints about uh, optimization for it. It's so. 55 gigs. It's it, ridiculous. It's not that much. You're. You are. There's. You need to play more AAA video games. Assassin's Creed is a hundred. I don't need to play more games like that. There's, I don't. There, That's there, so dumb. It, it is that is the new normal. There is no. That's grotesque. So though. That, that is I mean, unless you play like indie games. Indie I games are obviously not, much smaller. I, they're I, honestly, I I think that they're. I just am not a fan. I think I avoid AAA titles kind of for a reason. I don't know. Do you like Borderlands Three? I have nuanced. Ooh, thoughts about it um in terms of playing it's as good or tight as any other borderlands game there's no problems there it's basically exactly what every single other borderlands title has been except maybe more so i kind of feel like they've wandered away from the cell shaded aesthetic like they're they're it, there are a lot of environments and things that I'm in, and you you can't fucking tell that it's supposed to be cell shaded. So I just feel like the art style is a little shifted. It's not a huge huge notice, but I still notice it. Uh, but it does look very good. Um, largely, I feel like I don't know if it's the writing. I don't know if it's the voice acting. Um, they've had a lot of issues with this game. They've scared off voice actors. Um, it just like, I don't know. I like, I don't enjoy the, the, the story or the characters or anything. Like I remember really, it was at least nice background noise, you know, the stuff that was going on. Like I, mm -hmm. it, it could make me laugh. Like, there were good story missions and things that were funny. Like I have, I have played to level 15, mm -hmm. which is, you know, several hours of gameplay. And I think I laughed at one joke by and large. It's about, it's about as funny as like fucking Fred, you know, it's just like yelling at the microphone stuff. That's not funny. As if it was a joke, and it it's it's not. Can I? Did you think Borderlands Two was funny? Occasionally, yeah. I mean, oh. it, at, like I said, at the very least, it was certainly better than this. I think here, this is my your. There's a there there's a schism between the people and the in about the writing in Borderlands between people who like the writing in one, and then people who don't like the writing in two because of it is base. It is you know it is more meany. It is more about, you know, making in-jokes about the internet and making in-jokes about, mm -hmm. you know, video games and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think – and I think this applies to three as a whole, not just the writing in three. Uh, it is better than the pre-sequel. I'll say that. But three is not – it in this – I like I like this game. I'll say that first. I will, I'm going to play through the whole thing probably more than one time. 
I will probably, you know, play through it multiple times eventually over probably years from now. I will probably play through all the DLC. I like Borderlands 2, and I like Borderlands 2 to this day, even with all the... Borderlands 3 has a lot of more quality of life improvements um, than Borderlands 2, which is... You go back mm-hmm. and play Borderlands 2, you can immediately you're like, why can't I do this or this or this or this or this? And Borderlands 3 has some of those things that improve uh, just the the day to, the act of playing the video game I think the controls yeah. the controls are still good uh, the classes are fun I I played as the um, the siren I like the siren she's fun um, Amara I mm-hmm. I don't I think it's just there it has been seven years since Borderlands two came out I think it was it was like two thousand and twelve yeah when 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 but we weren't we we probably weren't playing it until 13 or 14 i played it i played it me and kim both played it we yeah. that was one of our formative games when we started dating was like playing through borderlands yeah. 2 together and yeah. this game is more borderlands more borderlands 2 specifically but it doesn't take into effect a lot of things that have been done with video games in the meantime there this is a, a, a loot shooter and there have been a lot of them since Borderlands 2, Destiny in particular. And and it's not like Destiny is particularly like efficient and smooth in how it works sometimes, but there's a lot of things it does, especially with inventory, with the map, with all that stuff that they it, it has learned and changed to be more player friendly. This game at times, like, I, I want to see objective. How do I know how close an objective is to me? I want to get the objectives that are closer to me first. So I don't have to fast travel. How do I do that? I have to bump up to a map, scroll around until I see the marker, and then go, okay, which one is which? It's not on my mini-map. Why? And when I'm driving, why is the path to where I'm going not on my mini-map? Why can't I, or at least why don't I have an option for that, you know? Like, I, I understand some people maybe not want to have a map, but um, a, a route to my next mission but i would like i would like the option like it makes the game so much easier i don't have to like open up a map while i'm trying to drive and then i just run into and the driving is does not feel particularly great in the little vehicles uh it is okay and i think there's a lot of things in the game that are just okay um i think just the core of borderlands of like you constantly finding new guns and all that stuff is fun that varies that process is just fun i think the writing is not as good as two and i'm a person who likes the meme stuff in two a lot of the time i laughed a couple times in three so far um i don't know it's it's well, i think if you I, like borderlands 2 i think it meets an acceptable threshold to play again but it it, it is it's acceptable to play it and i think that there's value to it but i'm kind of not having a good time playing it and uh, i mean the game is almost unplayable in single player oh i would not that's kind of what i'm getting at if you guys have been like you guys have been playing it together and you're enjoying it brad and jess are playing it together and enjoying it i i i I don't think i am enjoying the, the goddamn game I mean, I think that's the. I mean, that's the story with a lot of recent co-op games in general. It's very or games yeah. that allow co-op. It's very much like it's a good game if you play it with another person, and they I, they. Yeah, and, but if you play think, by yourself, it's just like well, I'll all I'm doing is just like marching through enemies. Well, all these. I mean, that's fine. I was just playing Doom 2016 
but, but that that game is designed to be that one player experience mm-hmm. of marching through enemies mm-hmm. and like the whole time i'm playing it like i just want to fucking go back to playing doom but I, like i mean all the problems that i have with it like i think they're all minimized in co-op mm-hmm. like i think if you're playing with someone else the game is about that experience of you guys playing together if i'm playing it by myself I got to listen to all this horse shit that these characters are like that. They're phoning in these lines and these terrible jokes about, Oh no, they blew up my favorite bagel place. And I'm like, fuck you. That's that's stupid as fuck. Who cares about this dumb shit? I would also, this is my other, I would say that borderlands two, when it's introduced the jokes, that were more memey and more internet-y and et cetera. That was a still somewhat novel. Mm-hmm. It is, and much like other things in this game, we've seen seven years of it. You need to do yeah, something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all the jokes that they have. I, I, I don't know. I do remember a lot of the voice actors before really selling me on stuff. But I mean, like, we have a lot of... um Lilith is is Lilith the the siren the main siren. We have a lot of her. She can't really carry a story. Um, I don't know. There's this largely a lot of these guys are just flat. There's no gravity. To, I, I mean, that's you, the, you, you, that's you need you need you need a voice actor who has some gravitas to carry off this dumb shit. Well, I mean, I don't I don't put it on the voice actors at all. I just the there's what it's else is there the voice actors well, what is it's partly i mean the voice actors i don't have that problem with it's, any of the voice it is, actors. It is, it is like 10 20 percent well they're them. they're being told to the, the 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 story of the problem is handsome jack was the thing that carried borderlands 2 the yes. protagonists are it has nothing to do with the protagonists they're, they're always all, bland they're, they're insanely they're bland i think they're blander i mean i don't know i'm playing as my character is literally Tank Girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I mean, and I... They don't have Handsome Jack anymore. Now they have true. Influencer Twins, and I'm tired. They're terrible. Their They're influencer jokes... Fucking awful. Influencer jokes are not... Uh, 2019, I don't need more influencer jokes. I am bombarded by them all day, every day, on the internet. I don't need more jokes about them and how bad they are. I get it, guys. I get your jokes. Very funny. Ha ha ha. They're streaming it. Isn't it? Get it? Uh, yeah, I get it. I got it. Cool. Um, It's not, I don't, you know, there, the, there's nothing. It's, and there's unskippable, unskippable cutscenes. I could, like, inventory management is still hell. Like, yeah. how can we get to the point? I mean, at least you don't have to pick up ammo anymore. You don't have to manually pick up ammo, so that's that, good. I will admit that's very nice. But that is a, one of many things that should be changed, and I should be able to skip any cutscene, especially in Borderlands. I don't need to. Your fiction is not so. You're you are not Hideo Kojima. <laughs> you do not. It's, I don't it, need to. It is, no, it's not good fiction. Who gives a fuck? I just let me go and shoot more guys, please. You're getting in the way of me shooting more guys. I would like to see if this gun is okay. Uh... <laughs> Oh, it's not okay. I need to go back to my old gun. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. I in the all that's being said, I am such a sucker for this kind of formula. I will play through this game 
I will not be playing it by myself, like you said, Eric. I think if I would not it say ain't, it I, ain't worth it. I would not say do not play this game by yourself, anyone listening at home, unless you are a diehard fan of Borderlands. Uh, I would, if you have someone to play with or a group that you can cherry pick people from occasionally, yes, absolutely. Um, I would not play this as a single player experience. My single player experience is Magic: The Gathering Arena. Thank you very much. Throne of Eldraine comes out on Thursday, Eric. Still still on that bullshit, aren't you? Throne of Eldraine. Thursday. New I cards. I don't know what words you're saying, but that's okay. New new packs. New cards. New okay. standard standard rotates out. And I get rid of a bunch of cards that get rotated out so they can get more money out of me. I mean, that sounds like a thing that would happen to you. Yes, it would. Um, I have another video game I'd like to talk about, Eric. That, that sounds like you as well. One I can uh, wholeheartedly recommend to everyone on Earth. <laughs> It is on PC, in the Epic Game Store, and on Switch. I have it on Switch. It is called Untitled Goose Game. People are talking about this. You, in this game, play as a goose. You can honk. It's... You can pick stuff up with your beak. You can run around while you're honking and picking stuff up with your beak. Uh, you go from air. You wander basically into a village. That is where the game starts. You're in, like, the woods, and you wander into a village... And as you wander through different areas, you cause chaos, as is the way of all geese. Like to the very beginning of the game, you wander upon some little farmer who's tending his little his little patches of vegetables. And the first thing the game tells you to do is to take his rake and throw it into the water so he can't get it anymore. Then you're supposed to steal his hat. <laughs> You have a little to-do list in his little farm area, and you have to steal things, move stuff around, cause mayhem. Later on, you have to scare a boy into hiding in a phone booth. I am openly advocating all video game developers around the world, please put a button in your game. Whatever your video game is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the video game is. I need a button that I can honk on command. That is all. Untitled Goose Game is a very good video game. You are a you, goose. You could just honk in real life, my dude. I have you started. Need, you don't need a button to do it. You can just you can just do it. Live your dreams. I am also an uncle for the first time, so that's also good. Really? I didn't realize that your sister was due uh, uh, anytime soon. Happened. Congratulations to her. I did not see her post it. She did not. She hasn't posted anything. Okay. Social media is silent. That's wild. What's that all about? I don't know. I I assume that's her decision. I because uh, otherwise I think it would have been everywhere. But I say you posted eighteen pictures of cats today. I mean they're they're so cute though. I mean babies babies are cute. But she's she's they're the baby's doing well. She's doing well. we'll Congratulations to to your family. See them on Thanksgiving. Uh, mm -hmm. Now back from we're gonna get back to the important stuff, and that's professional wrestling. Um, clearly. High Spots Network, Eric, tell me about this. Um, I don't think it's a thing that I want to keep forever and ever, but there is a lot of very interesting and varied content on it, including, like, you know, there's matches from the 80s. There's a lot of matches from, like, I mean, you probably follow a lot of wrestlers. They're 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 putting up flyers for like oh i'm going to bar wrestling or i'm going to like riptide is one that i see on youtube a lot and like 
I'm not going to go to California to watch a wrestling match in a bar. I'm not fucking going to Dublin or wherever to watch wrestling, at least not yet. But like some <laughs> of the stuff gets put on um, on high spots and it's kind of neat that it is like I remember a couple of weeks ago I messaged you I'm like I really I kind of want to go to this show, but I'm exhausted. Do you think it's worth it to go? And you're just like, fuck, no, don't go to that shit. Um, but that match is, or that whole night, let's say is available on high spots network. So I got to watch all of it. It was pretty great actually. Uh, but I'm really glad that I slept <laughs> instead of going to freaking Gainesville or wherever in the shit it was here, Erica, this is my official, and this is to everyone, mm-hmm. everyone listening. Is I love it, professional it, is, wrestling just as much as anyone. If I have to drive more than an hour and it's not, you know, it's an indie show with maybe one person's name I recognize, I, it's, that's too far. I it, It's with how much wrestling there is available on the internet, like you just said. I, I, I ain't got time. Sorry. I'm sorry, professional wrestling. Uh, you come to Austin, come to Tampa, come to St. Pete, go to places, you know, where you and I live. And they are. There's many. There's a much wrestling available. <laughs> very I can watch close. NXT. I can watch NXT. You could. You can go everything watch everything else. I, everything else. I have to go to fucking Newport Richie, which I'm gonna say, if I'm gonna drive an hour and a half to get somewhere, I don't want to end up in Newport Richie. That's, that's a that's a fair that's a fair point for anyone who doesn't understand what Newport Richie is. Uh, yeah, you don't. You don't. Don't I'm go just, to don't a, go to Newport Richie. It's yeah no not worth it i I do enjoy watching your wrestling shows there i just wish that you wouldn't fucking have them there (laughs) yeah that's the it's the it's the cost cost of doing business because it's not a you're not making a lot of money generally when you're running wrestling events uh especially indie ones um oh they're they're they, they can't possibly be making money if it is it's the 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 thinnest of margins Yes. Um, how much is high spots? Ten dollars. That's not too bad. It's it's not. Um, and uh, wrestling is it's just that kind of content. It's mindless. I can put it on for some background noise, and I mean, there's some fun stuff in there. I was texting you earlier. I got to watch. Um, I got to watch Marty Skrull fight. Uh, um. Jimmy Havoc. I don't know why I can't remember their, Jimmy Havoc's name, but yeah, it was really fun. There were a lot of fun matches on that card. You know, it was Colt Cabana and uh, and uh, Joey Ryan in a comedy match. I can't remember the whole other team. One of them was Pete Dunne. Um, was it Mustache Mountain? Was it Pete Dunne that was one and of the guys, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Bate and Trent Seven? Yes. Yes. It was it was it was a it was a fun car. There was a lot a lot of wrestlers that I didn't know. It really made me think that like I mean Riptide just seems good in general. I've seen plenty of their other matches, and I think that there's a lot of very interesting English wrestlers. I I I I, I want to check out more. I mean you know obviously Colt Cabana and fucking Joey Ryan aren't English, but most of the people on the card were you know. English, Irish, something like that. There's a lot of lamos too, but it's <laughs> that's what you expect. It's okay. In general, people were pretty good at uh, you know they'd come out and say their shit, and 
it wasn't too bad. There was an interesting pay-per-view that I also watched that that was like, okay, AEW is about to start. Let's get everyone from AEW that was indie and put them on this card. And you get to watch like Jurassic Express take on Private Party and Moxley uh, fought Pentagon for whatever odd reason. But it's clear that... that they they had it live streaming on like the 15th or 16th or something and it was clear that this was before um all out because M- moxley was not uh no i believe i the, what i read is that he didn't even like take bumps on the arm at all like he would re- he didn't the, the injured elbow yeah he he it, it was very clearly wrapped and stuff but i don't think i still think it was taped beforehand <sighs> but I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, do you know that it was taped that night of the sixteenth? Because I thought he was talking about the fucking pay per view. No, I mean they. Um, I know that it was. He knew that he would not be doing that. He he he. he that was his last booking. He actually did prior to mm-hmm. backing out, and then because he, he had another booking after that for the Josh Barnett blood blood uh, blood sport show. And he backed out of that match because of the injury, which is that was prior to all out. So mm-hmm. I think that that Meltzer, I believe, said that that booking was the the match versus Pentagon was the last match he did before he officially set him out of it. And it might have been just like him, him tentatively testing to see if he could wrestle in the arm and see how it went. But he probably protected it and it still yeah. felt bad. So he's like, I can't do this, you know. He did he did pretty well in the match. It didn't I didn't really I mean I wasn't paying super close attention, but it didn't nothing jumped out at me in terms of him like favoring it a whole lot or I mean, he's, he's looking a, like it was real fucked up. They they tough guys. Like you he said He did spit out thumbtacks. He did spit out thumbtacks that's gonna be in the AEW dynamite uh yes it int- will intro it, forever it is gonna it, it's gonna be it it's gonna be in the commercial bumps yeah for the end till the end of time we're gonna have moxley shoot spitting out thumbtacks at us it'll be like the the masters of the universe commercial bumps we'll be right back after these messages you ready for new he-man comics i'm okay with it okay i was curious yeah, you, they, you have they, more they, you have more feelings about he-man than i do so it's it's a thing they keep rebooting it i don't care i haven't really cared about it ever um i don't like kevin smith being attached to television show yeah that that bothers me because that man is poison (laughs) what about those pantsy wears that go down to his ankles that aren't pants aren't that isn't that delightful the pants that he wears that look like 1997 Uh uh-huh I don't like them. I I liked him in 1997. You like Kevin Smith in 1997? I didn't know who Kevin Smith was in 1997. Neither did I. Yeah, I I I learned about Kevin Smith in I don't know, 01, 02, something like that. I saw Clerks in like 2003 probably. That's I'm roughly the same time frame. I can't really remember. I know I was in early college watching his movies and thinking that they were neat because i was a a a dumb young white boy in college and 
was a budding atheist or and I don't know. It was about comic books and snarky shit and had swears and boobies in it. I don't know. It's largely fine. All right. Well, that was. I I think we're ready to talk about heavy metal and murder falcons. More, more, uh, more childish shit. Can't wait. We can move on to our final segment. It is time for Nearby Book Club. Nearby Book Club is the part show. Eric and I sign a larger collective work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it's a comic book. This week we are discussing Murder Falcon, uh, the entirety of Murder Falcon by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, let's see, colors by. Mike Spicer and letters by Russ Wooten. Um, this is his the the next creator own work. He did After Extremity, which is I think my favorite comic book of all time. That's shocking. I think I've, I mean I've ruminated on it. I think it's my favorite. Um, he is he just announced that he's going to be doing a Wonder Woman book for the Black Label on DC next. Uh, I I will be reading that as well. I hope. Do you think? Do you think it'll be violent? It probably will be violent. Uh, I'm. Do you, do you think it'll have speed lines? I'm gonna bet it has speed lines in it. I hope that that book is very successful and it gets more attention to Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, Murder Falcon is about a lapsed guitarist who is called to save the world with the power of metal. And reform his band and save the world from these monstrous extra-dimensional demon monsters that eat pain. I think that's a good enough synopsis. I don't think you need to think about it too much. No, the more you think, it's not, it doesn't, it it itself, I don't think, wants you to engage in some deep philosophy. (laughs) There is, like, a story with heart in it. Yes, but it, it but it's about as it's about as as um, airtight a setup as I don't know fucking GI Joe. It's it's dumb. It's childish. You know, it's that on purpose. It's silly. Yeah, and it's it's corny. It's cheesy yeah. at times, and I and it I don't I will. It, 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 it basically has the same story as the album Painkiller. Which I think is on by design. Yes, I. There are innumerable metal references in eight issues. I could. I lost count. If you like metal, I can't imagine you not enjoying this comic book. I. I. Both Eric and I are fans of heavy metal music of various degrees and subgenres. And this still had me rolling my eyes at times about the references. However, I don't I I think the book is very honest about what it is. I don't think it's ever there's no and I think that's what I like so much about Daniel Warren Johnson's work is there is never a degree of artifice in it. I think this is wholly authentic. Would you agree? Or- yeah, there's yeah, there's no irony here. It's done with complete pure love. Like the whole time he's doing it, 
like he might be laughing at himself a little bit, but he's like, yes, this is fucking awesome. It's a giant commando bird man with a fucking robot arm doing fist the North Star moves on Cthulhu's. And a giant Mastodon named Halford. Yep. Were any of the other guys, um, were any of the other ones? The monsters uh, named anything? Yeah. I don't. Do they have anything? I, I, none, I, none, I under, none I recognized. Doesn't mean that they don't, they aren't. There could be some obscure black metal references in there that I just didn't catch because I'm not as educated. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Did you catch something that I did not? I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna miss him saying "laser bullet" and then Halford. Yes, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of. I assume that for every broad reference to metal that I caught, there's some subtle nod here and there that I missed because I've not listened to every metal band. I don't know members of every metal band that's ever existed. Uh, I know Daniel Warren Johnson obviously is a huge fan of metal, and this book is kind of a, a tribute to that it's Did also you know he's a very good guitar player also i i knew that he played i didn't know how good he was he's well i mean he's he sounded pretty good to me okay he, i'm gonna say that he is better than your average yahoo like i don't think he's gonna set the world on fire or anything but um I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I and this, and it's not even and, and metal. It's specifically about the power of metal and killing monsters with it, which is awesome. But it's also about music, kind of, you know, about and and ultimately, and also like about, um, I, I don't know, letting yourself fail at things. And in in try and and trying at life, kind of, because mm-hmm. the you know it's despite the fact that there is a bunch of heavy metal shit going on in here and a lot of ridiculous uh, combat and fight scenes and action, there is moments of stillness and sadness in here. There is moments of like, oh, that's awful. Of and I. The more I think about it, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm just a sucker, but I still find those moments very uh, impacting, impactful. The, the you know, the, the, those flashbacks to him in the hospital and facing that, that diagnosis, uh, you know, I think that's, it, I think those things work because they are so different than the incredible the speed lines as you said the those still moments i think they work more they work more for me i think in this and I, and it made me realize that it's also an extremity like extremity has also these moments of incredible action and gigantic set pieces and then these very moments of very quiet moments between like one or two characters still and i think it's even more impactful in in johnson's books because the action scenes are so kinetic and insane. I, I, we haven't really mentioned how amazing his art is. I think it kind of goes without saying at this point. It seems really silly to like he's the he's like the 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 fucking combination of. Um, sorry about that noise. He's the combination of 
Katsuhiro Tomo and fucking Paul Pope even. Like I I the guys as tremendous as anyone ever has been in comics. My I I think I only have and I don't I think I you can only judge, you know, you can only judge art by what it's trying to do. You know, you can't you know, I, this is not trying to be uh upgrade soul or whatever. It's not, you know, it's it's trying to be wholly a book about summoning avatars of metal to murder Cthulhu monsters. I think if I have a critique, I think it's a little too short. It's a concise statement, but I feel like it says the story that it wants to. I do feel like there's plenty of characters that we could do well to have more slower moments with them. Um, I think it is because the comic probably is about two thirds action scene, you know, by page count that, you know, the, 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 the emotional and character core of the story feels a little rushed, but in the, I think it's kind of incredible that the Johnson can, get this much story and character in something that is ostensibly just stupid as fuck. Like this should be dumb as hell, but like you, you, you make me care about this guy and his wife and him coming to terms and accepting his own death. And it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense that it works. Yeah. I mean, but like, it also, like, I don't know. We kind of don't deserve Daniel Warren Johnson. I mean, Extremity is pretty incredible. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's remarkable. And it's nice that he can just take a bunch of very silly ideas and tell a story. This was under a year. This was eight eight issues. Mm-hmm. It's it's great that he can do this and get in and get out and move on to the next project. I mean, I I I like and admire that that we're not like you know waiting for Akira for fucking eight years or something. Yeah, I that's why it's a it's a very vague critique. It's a very faint critique. Um, obvi- most of, you know most of the times I'm gonna lay on the the side of hey you know make be concise uh, take out everything that's not necessary i think it's also it's partially just a product of me wanting those the world like i could have done with extremity never ending i don't think or at least going for like 60 issues or something like that and this feels like there's like that uh the black metal guitarist hilmdar we he's he's only in here for two issues and then he's gone I, again and i really could have done with more of that guy i liked him a lot yeah and he's really interesting like visually compared to the rest of the characters and it ties in really well with the his his like the they, the, the world they itself him, mm-hmm, they gave him good like they gave him good character moments i really do wish that there was more there's so many fun ideas and the fact that the Japanese Philharmonic Philharmonic Orchestra is a fucking army and they summon a giant samurai. Good god, this shit's crazy. And it's and just every, just so fun. Every issue has those moments of just in like here oh 
uh, Murder Falcon got killed, but now he's back and he has mini guns and Archangel wings, metal Archangel from X-Men wings, and now he's blasting holes in this giant sea monster. I, I don't know. There is there is a, a just a joy in the simple stupidity of it, of just and of, and it's sold by this unbelievable impactful art. The colors are beautiful as well, um, and it, it manages to hammer home like a heartfelt story. And it's the story is so simple; it is not, and I think that's what ultimately why it works with this kind of over the top uh, metal story. Is this very much like a simple story of this dude just trying to reclaim his life while also accepting the end of his life, you know? And it's it's really not complicated. It's getting the band back together. You know, it's Blues Brothers, kind of. Except there's big giant monsters that eat fear. I mean, I think Blues Brothers and Kaiju, it's good. Illinois Nazis. Hate Illinois Nazis. I mean, they're really not. It doesn't matter what state they're from. <laughs> um, Blues Brothers is a good movie, Eric. <laughs> I've not seen it. Really? Oh my god. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, again, it is also really stupid, but it is also really good and has amazing musicians in it. I think it's, 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 is it pre-Ghostbusters? I feel like I feel like it it was. It it's was just one yes. of those. It was like Dan Aykroyd, like weird Saturday Night Live like character movies, but it it worked really well. I feel like a lot of that stuff, like that Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, those guys really they they knew comedy really well. That Blues Brothers is amazing. It's the mm. best. It's the best Saturday Night Live movie. Is it really? Yes. Not even. I don't even like Wayne's, say, Wayne's you, World you, is second, but I would not. I don't. I mean, do you mm -hmm. not consider? Do you not consider Ghostbusters? I mean, I no. I, I do not consider that's not those characters were not built on SNL. Blues Brothers were first on that, SNL. That's that's what I was driving at. That's what I actually did not know. Yes, Blues Brothers were first on SNL. Uh, so yes, I Ghostbusters is a better movie than Blues Brothers, but Ghostbusters is like perfect. So I don't. That's not saying anything. Um, Blues Brothers is also amazing. Um, we're talking about Blues Brothers. Murder Falcon's also amazing. Can, can, can talk about things. It's fine. As we can. There's uh, Dio. Dio is an angel or God? I mean, yes. Yes. That's the answer. Um, Are you an angel or a God? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's really remarkable that it took this long for that to happen in this in this discussion. What me, me one of, was breaking out in metal repurposing, uh, yeah, Dio lyrics. I believe that was Rainbow in the Dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of I think that's kind of what has is becoming Daniel Warren Johnson's mo is this kind of outlandish action and quiet really heartfelt emotion and i give me more i just feed it to me all day i don't care i want just give me this all day. i'm nom 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 give it put in a bowl in front of me i'll be a little and put in a trough i don't care i don't even mm -hmm. need a i don't even need a fork just you just i mean you can eat your pride too 
while you're yeah exactly nom 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 i have plenty of room um i don't know i don't think you need to say a lot about murder falcon i think it's an incredible book i don't like it as i think i like extremity more still because extremity has i i you know murder falcon didn't make me burst into tears in an air and on the middle of a airplane like extremity did but it's still really good it's still really affecting and it's I so gorgeous. So you know, we never, beautiful. We never read uh, uh, number two. Not for the podcast, no. Yeah. So I've, I've never read it. You should read number two. I mean, I'm aware. It's incredible. I, I can't imagine it being bad. I've just, this whole time, I'm like, I don't remember how it ended. And it's because I've not read it. Uh, you ready for your heart to be ripped in half? No, I don't, I don't think that's going to literally happen. No, but fi- figuratively. I'm, I'm sure it's very moving. It is It is kind of unfair that a man should be as as multi-talented as Daniel Warren Johnson because he can write very good narratives. Yes. Um, this is even a strong illustration of that. Um, I mean, there are plenty of people whose work we've read... I don't know. Even even people that have won awards for writing that this not naming names. I heard you make a noise, Robbie. Um, Who could it be? Th- I can't imagine. Uh, I'm not even going to cough the name out. I'm I'm not going to. But still, the, 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 his his writing he can write rings around them. It's just it it. Not only does it suit comics, like I think he could fucking professionally write just words anything it doesn't matter you know it's just that good like there's there's great character and emotion and he does he does not do too much he'll cram a ton of shit in his artwork but his narratives are like cut to the bone the most effective elements it's really fabulous that way yeah, yeah, they're, they're, that should not also not go unsaid that he is a good writer and good storyteller versus and also just being like incredible at the, you know, the, the, the art itself. But mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of great artists who's when they write a story and then they draw themselves, you're like, sure, this is real nice looking. This yep. this story is Sean, Sean Gordon Murphy story is not. Yeah, it doesn't it it runs itself into walls. It doesn't make any sense. Themes don't connect. Daniel Warren Johnson understands all that stuff, and it yeah, just because they both have three names, <laughs> don't don't compare them. It, and this, I this 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 book was not written like a math problem. It was written like a <laughs> fucking story. Yes, it doesn't. It it makes sense that in the every the characters have arcs and they. <laughs> And you and they, yeah. and they finish them, and they don't just dismiss problems halfway through. It's it is a thing that's not a lot of. I think it is a thing that's easy to overlook in comic books, and a thing that people don't necessarily think about when they talk about an artist. But this he is he is that like you said, the kind of accumulation of talent, and that he is able to both art both draw and write his own book. And I don't mm-hmm. roll my eyes at some artist who has drawn what he wanted for 50 pages and doesn't really care about the story that is yeah. going being told in those 50 pages. Yeah. 
um it, it this feels like cohesive mm-hmm. and that's vital and i know i and people still don't understand that at times i think that you need to if you're an artist you should also be telling a story with if you're if you're an art book is an art book a comic book is a comic book you can draw beautiful art and not tell a story and that's fine but in a comic book you should have a the story should come first or at least alongside your beautiful art and this is this is it is indulgent but it is indulgent in all the right ways it is a man it is an artist indulging in what they love and and putting that love all over the page i wonder if that love comes through to people that don't give a shit about metal music or like you know metal tropes like this um it's probably there's probably you probably lose stuff on it you know in the translation yeah to people who aren't big metal fans i mean i think there's some of those tropes are old or old enough now that you kind of just get them broadly because you've seen other things that are that are influenced by them or you've walked by a, a store and seen an album cover to painkiller or other metal albums with or you've seen you know uh frank frazetta or boris vallejo art you know and fantasy covers and you understand the you know the struggle of being in a band they've seen school of rock with jack black and you know that's that's a little bit there you're get you're getting those those bits and pieces that tell you that but i don't i'm not sure if daniel warren johnson really cares if you know i think that that is this is certainly i don't think this book is like um what's the word you always use eric um um i can't think of the word um it is what do i use it about uh art that is accessible to a lot of people and to anyone looking at it it is friendly um appeal appeal that's the word it's not necessarily gonna appeal i think there is i don't know i don't think he was at any point thinking oh this will appeal to everyone Mm. i think the, the 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 concept of appeal i think is you're using it a little bit in a different context more broadly yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with there's nothing like incorrect about what you're saying but the way that i use it is specifically like you know walt disney versus steve dillon yes you know that's yes. that's appeal walt disney is high appeal steve dillon is low appeal steve dillon is ugly for ugly's sake um and i think art wise his art has appeal it's yes you know bright and and garish and fun and and you know boldly done you know i think it could appeal to just about anyone um but i mean the but, the, the story but like, itself. no does do, like it's it's almost a different word the meaning is so different um like does this story have appeal to people and i mean i agree with you it is it is a niche thing and that's fine but like i wonder like could what does someone who doesn't fall for this shit like what goes through their head how do they feel they i mean it depends probably on their age and how open they are and how much they like comic books you know if they love comic books like they'll probably still love it because it's an incredible comic book 
you know it it does it tells the story really well and it, i don't you don't need to under no metal tropes to like understand the hardships this guy's going through and see him suddenly be a superhero basically and and you know there's action scenes are still compelling when you're regardless of what you're watching fight when you're watching like a giant mastodon and a murder falcon and all like this giant loch ness monster and all this stuff just like these incredible giant set pieces drawn beautifully i think those are speak for themselves i think it's when you're trying to get people hey you should read a comic book and you're like well what's a good one I'd be like, I wouldn't, like, if they're a huge metal fan, I'd be absolutely they should read Murder Falcon. It is 100% for them. Um, And it is something that could uh, uh, get them to read more comics when I, like, look at this. This is incredible. Look, it's about metal. You'll love it. Um, It's more about when I'm, like, a normal person who doesn't, who reads four comics a year, and they just ask me, like, what's a new comic book I should read? I would couch this recommendation probably in a lot of well it has a lot of this and it's really well told and it's beautiful but you're probably going to lose you're not going to know all the references and stuff but it's non-stop action which is sells for a lot of people they don't want to read a lot of you know they don't want to read Watchmen <laughs> they don't want to read books that are just a bunch of talking between characters they want people getting ripped in half by murder falcons did I ever tell you about when my uh friend matt mistakenly took his mom to see rush and her comment about it was it's all music (laughs) i played the jethro tull christmas album for my mom one christmas and she said the exact same phrase it's all music it's all music (laughs) i don't i i i i don't know man that's what i like in my music though (laughs) You like music in your music. I like music in my music. As I think someone, that's a that's 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 a fair assessment. As someone who saw Cake the other night. Oh yeah. I you, do you I, like talking in your music. I don't like talking in my music. I like music in my music. I like, I like Cake. I love Cake. I wanted them to play music in their concert. <laughs> but but their Cake though. I didn't know that that uh, uh, that didn't that meant they had to talk for 20 minutes about a tree i thought all, all like their whole songs are talking no i mean literally they were not playing music not that like the singing wasn't singing or whatever it's like oof oof i was saying they're wasting time they were wasting lots of time <laughs> especially when they had to get off stage at 11 o'clock they did not play the distance or short, 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 long, long jacket, which are, you know, I mean, I, I, if they, I don't know, I'd get sick of shit too. Maybe, that is funny maybe that stop, they wouldn't do that. Maybe stop touring, um, and I, taking money from people. Well, I mean, I'm, I would take money until they fucking, you know, I well, guess what? I'm never, I'm never paying money to see cake again. That's for sure. Ben that's, Folds, that, that's quite funny. Ben Folds is great. Uh, that's my constant. He makes review. me sad. I mean, yeah, he does do that too. I can't. I can't. He writes sad songs. I can't deal with Mister Folds. He's from Charlotte or something. I think he's a, he's very good life. Uh, that's my live music update for the he's, year. He just is good. He just makes me sad. He, he, yes, those both those both it's those very things good are at true. making me sad. Both those things are, can be true. Um, I don't Daniel know. Warren Johnson makes me sad. He does. He does makes me sad too. This book did not make me as sad as Strymon. He did, but 
it still it made it it it, it made it, me feel things. It plucked my. It, I, I've been emotional. It plucked at my heartstrings. It has yeah. those moments. Um, I mean, he's that's why he's so good is that he's able to do everything. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting. Someone shouldn't be as talented as this guy. I am. I, I mean, I'm happy. I get to. I'm happy that I I get to like witness the anomaly of this guy being great at all this stuff but like i don't know i i i can't it's unfair i have to compare myself to this guy it's not good it hurts me it just causes me such suffering if he is at heroes con next year i might this might be the year eric yeah he's he's been there most years 2020 might be heroes con 2020 might be the year let's do it Let's do it. We'll see. See how the trying to buy a house is also a goal <laughs> for the future. Those, yeah. Turns out houses in Austin, yeah, really, yeah. really expensive. Um, you can you can you can buy one. Uh, you can buy one in Florida and sell it to fucking Aquaman in uh, ten years. Mm, that doesn't sound like a wise investment. No, I don't think so either. That's why I haven't fucking bought one. Um, anything you want to? We we are we are wandering into cake and Aquaman and, and real and estate houses, and houses. H bomber guy. Yes. Um, fucking Aquaman. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Murder Falcon other than it's amazing? Uh, no. Everything is just that over and over again. I don't have not nice things to say about this book. Yeah. Um, that, so that was that was Murder Falcon by Daniel Warren Johnson. Next time in two weeks, we'll be discussing Guts, the newest book from Raina Telgemeier. The, the delightful, delightful and super successful comic book creator, Raina Telgemeier. Her book, this probably has already sold 10 million copies. But we'll be talking about that next time. I'm excited to read it. I'm always excited to read a new Raina book because she's great. Um, I think that'll do it for us. You can find us online at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find links to everything there to our Facebook. It's facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter, which is at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, please uh, give us a nice rating on whatever podcast service you use. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Tell your friends. All those little things add up. They help us out. They get us new listeners. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can find me online at Robbie Norman, and my website is RobbieNorman.com. Includes links to my other podcasts and to my newest novel, Truth, a psychological horror story of a news host haunted by a specter of truth. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Sorry, I was uh, reading a WWE Tide ad. They're very important. Um, that's a great question, Robbie. Uh, you can see my portfolio by going to FreeWillUnlimited.com. And most of the other things I get up to online are at ericzgoodnight.com. You can see links to my Instagram, Twitter, and even my Twitch channel. Uh, they're all at easygoodnight. And you got, you're going to be, are you going to be streaming your Inktober drawings? Some. Some? It's it's too much work and stress to do all of them. And it is very challenging to do one of those every day in and of itself and then be and entertaining d- on a stream I mean, yeah i i don't want to deal with that i just want to 
mostly be able to live my life. It's a lot, you know. I don't particularly need a whole heck of a lot more. So I'll I'll be doing some. I wanted to have the option to be able to do stuff here and there. Um, but yeah. So follow him. Follow Eric in all those places. I think that'll do it for us today. Have a good one. Rock and roll. <laughs>